வெல்கம் டு கிரியேட்டிங் வெல் த்ரூ பேசிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் பாட்காஸ்ட் இன் திஸ் ஷோ வி வில் டிஸ்கஸ் அபவுட் பெஸ்ட் அண்ட் வர்ஸ்ட் எக்ஸ்பீரியன்சஸ் அபவுட் பேசிவ் அண்ட் ஆக்டிவ் அப்பார்ட்மெண்ட் இன்வெஸ்டிங் அண்ட் ஐ ஆம் யுவர் ஹோஸ்ட் ராமகிருஷ்ணா லெஸ் பிகின் த ஷோ டுடேஸ் அவர் கெஸ்ட் ஆர் ஏமி அண்ட் கோரி விதேகர் So welcome Amy and Cory. Hello. You. Thank you Rama. Appreciate you. Sure, thank you very much. A little bit about Amy and Cory. Amy and Cory has been owners and managers of a four-door office retail building for the past 6 years. Their repairs and capital and cosmetic improvements, they increased occupancy to 93% since 2018 and increased the rent roll by 8-fold. And their goals for 2021 are to Passively invest in at least one deal and by December 2022 to co-sponsor in at least one, if not two, deals either in Kansas City, Fayetteville or Oklahoma City. So with that, Amy and Corey, would you like to add anything to your background? Yeah, we, uh, I guess we can just tell uh, real quickly. Um, A little like bit about your, our your background. Professional background, yeah. Sure. So before I was in a health coach uh, for the company Noom, they're a smartphone app for helping people lose weight. So I did that for about almost three years. And I recently quit to focus full-time on real estate investing and multifamily units. Yeah. And I, I've been in uh, high tech for about 25 years. 25 or so years now mostly as a, as an engineer and more recently uh as a product manager working for a, a consulting company uh right now work that consults and does technical innovation for for larger companies but we started we'll get into the way we got into real estate but our our goal is to have not just Amy but myself get out of the the corporate environment and just focus purely on on real estate awesome and thank you thanks for sharing that So would would you share thought process of getting into real estate how did you get into real estate and what is the reason Okay so how we got into real estate was completely accidental before we moved to the the state that we're in the city that we're in I used to teach yoga as well and back there yoga was a very successful booming business and yoga studios were popping up left and right so when we moved into the small town of 7000 and didn't see a yoga studio we thought well maybe there's an opportunity here so we found a building that was for sale that had a part-time tenant and the rest of the building was empty and like i thought that was a perfect opportunity both businesses would be fitness fitness based and wellness based so we bought the building before we ran the numbers and um after we built, built after we bought the building and ran the expenses and potential revenue the numbers did just didn't make sense so we ended up deciding to go ahead and refurbish the the units and rent out the units as is to other tenants it was being sold more like a residential and not as a commercial property so there was really no num- we didn't look at any, any numbers as far as the rent rolls or although we had that information or or pnl from the the previous tenants so that was that was a big learning experience for us was realizing that we have to look at a commercial property different than than a residential property got it so what kind of loan you you got for this this property we actually just got a straight commercial loan it was we had to put 20% down commercial loan was was the remaining 80% and uh it was it was actually a 3 year a 3 year loan so we had it for the first 3 years and it was at a higher percentage rate when we originally got it so when we that for, that other th- that next 3 years was 
those three years were up, we had to re-up to uh, with another three years, kind of the way the commercial loan works. Okay, got it. So other three units, so you managed it yourself or did you hire any third party property management? No, we made this, uh, the second mistake is we did the management ourselves, but it was a good, it was a good experience because we did learn a lot doing that. There were quite a few problems with the buildings, uh, with, like there were, there were leakage, uh, old HVAC systems that weren't working and they were just, they just didn't look very good on the inside in order to attract people to, to come there. And also it's in a smaller market. So it's, it's in more of a, we're outside of Springfield, Missouri. So it's, um, it's about eight, 10,000 people where we're at, but it's, it's still a smaller market. So it was just harder to, to attract people. So we, we started by, you know, fixing up what we could, some of it by ourselves, a lot of it we hired people like putting um, new HVAC systems in and fixing leaks, uh, the leaks in the roof so that people could come, come in there and, and actually rent the space safely. Got it. And thank you. So would you share like some, any challenging moments managing this property or like some best things with, uh, with this managing this property? One of the worst experiences we've had was actually not doing a background check or credit check on a tenant. And that cost us about six months worth of rent. Plus the damage that was done. And the damage that was done. Yeah. On her last day. (laughs) That was, uh, and, and, and also it's learning that, Hey, when, when, even though we're looking for tenants, we can still be picky and, and really look for quality tenants as well. And, and and actually, and not only that, but it's different than res a little bit different than residential because you're, you're getting more information getting information on their business as well as themselves personally. Got it. And so, and you increase the rent roll by eightfold. Would you share a little bit about that? Well, basically the tenant that was there when we bought the building was there only two days a week. And so the previous landlord had negotiated rent based on that frequency of occupancy, not like a steady, like this is it for per month, regardless of when you are in the building. So from there, we ended up having four tenants, which is full capacity, all paying at the rate they should be, the market rate that they should be in the, for this area. Yeah. But there's a lot that actually did go well. Mm. But I think that what the most exciting part was we were right out in the town square, like the, the center of town. And the street that we were on was pretty vacant at the time. Like there's a dry cleaner across the street. I mean, there was, there was a newer building that, that was empty, but there was some older buildings that were just vacant for years and years. So we, when we had the, the, prop, the property fully vacant, there was traffic there. It was freshly painted on the outside. The tenants put their signs up and they, they had a really nice, nice area going. It's uh, it felt like you're you're helping the community because other other stores. One of our main tenants was a boutique store, which is kind of a a big thing in the area. People come come from all over to go to these boutique stores, and then other boutique stores started to pop up. So I think as a as an af, as a side effect, other other parts of the town center started to to add new tenants that were you know either similar or just uh, in general. So it was, it was kind of nice to see the 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 center of town actually start to uh, thrive again. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So you're still owning this property, or are you already sold? Uh, we have sold it as of today, after six years. Right. Got it. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So next steps. So next goals. For us, it's 
getting into multifamily deals from this point forward. So right now we're currently in a program where we're practicing underwriting and learning the ins and outs of multifamily investing and um, building relationships with the fellow members in the program so that we can build a team to help sponsor a deal. Yeah, we're, we're so we've passively, inv- and we can get to this later too, if you want, but we've passively invested in uh, in two. And I think we, I think our goal said to do one, but we've, we've done two and we're actually probably going to do a third if the deal is, is right. That one of them is in Houston and that's, I think almost 300 doors. And the other one is in Huntsville, Alabama. And that's, um, I think about 150 doors or so. Yeah. Share me like how, what, what is your criteria investing as a passive investor into those deals? Well, what did you look, actually look into those deals? I think uh, for me, the one really big part, and we can get to the numbers part, but is having that, having a relationship with the, the GP or at least one of the GP people on there and knowing what their experience has been in the past. So it's kind of like interviewing, interviewing the GP, asking them like, can you give us examples or even financials of prior deals to see what you've done? And it, so to me, that's really the, the relationship part of it and the experience and trustworthiness of, of the GP is important. But do you want to talk about the numbers part? The numbers. Yeah, I mean, g- generally we're 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 looking more for probably like an eight eight ish percent um, cash on cat or year you know yearly cash flow and. 70 plus. Yeah, three to five year return. Usually that we don't want anything over five holding over five years. But so you around 80. The ones that we've done are projected to be 80, I think 85, and the other one that's projected to be a hundred. So double double the money in, in five years. So what else you look when you before investing into these deals? Uh, looking at where the deal is located and the neighborhood around it and the businesses. So researching on like Wikipedia, looking at city data um, information, like median household income, uh, median uh, house and condo price. And then looking at Wikipedia, seeing what businesses are there that can support the employee base. Like if it's a one employer town, if that employer folds, then you know, the tenants might not have work, they can't pay the rent, they may end up moving, and we may end up losing the tenants. So that's not a situation you want to be in. So you want to make sure you have a good diverse uh, selection of employers. Yeah, as well as um, the underwriting that that the uh, the GPs have done is very important, the business plan, we really want to scrutinize the, the, the underwriting, make sure that it's, it's something that if we had underwritten it, um, we would have come up with with something similar, or if there's something that maybe we missed that there they had, you know, we can we can question what it is. So like like Amy was saying, tying in to location. If they were, for example, if they want to raise, say they're going to raise rents ten percent a year for the next five years. Well, does does the income in that area really support? that rent growth you know, would be one one example of things we look at. Got it. Yeah, and thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Those are great things to look before investing as a passive investor. Yeah. And so, yeah, t- tell me, like, share me something you're excited next, yeah. no, next 12 months. Uh, no. 
So we, we actually, like I said, we're part of a program. We actually joined a, a mastermind recently as well. We're, kind, we're really excited about that. This is going to help, help us be around people that are more experienced than us, that have different experiences than us, that, that'll help lift, lift each other up. Where we've actually started, we've actually looked at our goals and moved our, our timelines up just because we're, we really want to get into, into multifamily sooner than we had anticipated you know, to to really get myself out of my my nine to five job sooner. I think we eventually said it'd be about five years before I get out, but I'd like to get out even even sooner than that. Uh, so the, one is the mastermind. Two is uh, really just building those relationships with with some brokers in the areas that we're we're focusing on as as a GP. And then thirdly is uh, investing in more uh, passively investing in more. We're like I said, we're we're not rushing into doing passive investing. We're being really picky. So, but it's it's a great great opportunity to learn more about how people underwrite. There's also a great opportunity to uh, for us to see our our savings and our retirement grow. We took our our IRAs uh, and moved them into uh, basically a self directed 401k. So now we can use that uh, more freely to. Invest in things that we have we have control over. So we're both really excited about that. Cool and thank you. So Yemi, you want to add anything to that? No, I think Corey covered a good portion of it. Yeah, we, I I think for us the biggest hurdle passively investing was putting our IRA money to the use that we wanted to. We felt like having our money in, in the IRA, we couldn't direct it the way we wanted to. So we found a a company that let that figured out how we can have a self-directed 401k and so that we can put it towards the use that we wish to use it for and get higher returns than we would where it was before. Right. And fewer fee and fewer fees and fewer fees and better tax uh, benefits. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. And any one advice that have impact on you? Well, I think one advice that we've I've heard quite a bit, two actually. One is that be, um, be sure you are building those relationships for, with your the people you would think you'd want on your team because it is going to be like a marriage. You're, you're going to be in business with these people for at least three to five years. And so like a, like a marriage, you're going to be stuck with them, interacting with them almost um, if weekly, if not daily. So, you know, choose your, your team and make, choose your relationships wisely. And then the second advice was don't rush into anything, like Corey said, because there's always going to be another deal to passively invest in. And it's true. Hey, we the people that we've met, we've they've gotten into deals and we <laughs> we have a lot of emails right now <laughs> saying that investing is open. <laughs> so we have our pick. Thank you. So and any personal habits that have major impact in our success? For for me, it's I guess two things, uh, daily exercise and I say med- meditation. I've been doing meditation for, for a few years now. Um, I've, but I've started to do breathing, more breathing exercises that one thing is just a habit that I, that I have that, that it's, it, it just it grounds me, makes me feel a little more centered and for the most part, <laughs> but, I, but I, I think that that's really added to, to my personal growth since I've been doing that. I, and like Corey, I do exercise in the morning uh, regularly. Uh, I think it helps settle the mind and helps prepare me for the day because we do it first thing in the morning. 
And I guess the habit that I have is I just continue to work. I have a schedule. I, I, even though I have may have quit my W-2 job, I still maintain the routine that I have as if I was working. So I am taking this seriously and I'm dedicating the time I have to working you know, on the stuff that I need to work on um, to either find deals, to underwrite, to contact brokers and, and the like. So, yeah, you are treating it like a real trainer. I am. You absolutely I, are. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great. So, yeah, any books that impacted your life and what way? I have a very long reading list. And the, I think the book that I've started with is Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. So that's, I have always been of the opinion that, you know, we need to save, we need, we need to stop spending, we shouldn't go into debt, debt's bad. And so reading Robert Kiyosaki kind of spun that on its head and uh, has opened my eyes. I think for, oops, for sorry, for, for me, I, I was trying to think of, uh, there's probably a couple, but I'll, I'll go with a, a business side. It's uh, Tom Wheelwright's Tax-Free Wealth. And also listening to Tom Wheelwright, I was very, I was very ignorant on taxes. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people. It's like, yeah, I got to pay the taxes, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he just, uh, he kind of turned my world around on that. Oh yeah. On that subject. And like, I, I have a completely different view of, of taxes now and, and the way that the tax, uh, the tax laws work. Cool. Yeah. How are you giving back to community? We are taking some of our proceeds and donating them. So we're, we have a regular deposit or a regular payment going out to one of the local pet shelters here in uh, the town. So it's supporting the, the homeless dogs and cats that caught up in the system and uh, they're looking, they're waiting for a home. So we like to hear animal lovers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, big brothers, big sisters. Before COVID, and it's just starting up again, too, I was uh, a lunch buddy with a third grader at one of the local schools. It's a great program. It's like, you know, if you're not during the time to do be a full-blown full blown big brother, it's an hour out of your week, and you just sit there and have lunch with a kid that needs needs some attention. It's great. Cool. Yeah. How can listeners can connect with you, Amy and Cody? Email. Our email is probably the best way to do it. It's Oh my stars, O M E Y E S T A R S dot nine one nine one at gmail dot com. And then our phone number is uh, area code four one seven five zero one nine one nine one. Sure, and th- thank you, Amy and Corey. Thanks for sharing your experience, and you know, and good luck with your next. Uh, uh, whatever you're doing. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Rama. Thanks for having us on. Sure. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.